0: Today's episode of Your Stories is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show. I am Eric, Prince of the Nerdalogs, and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. And this is part two of the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories podcast fan fiction four. As you might have gathered from this intro, we're doing something pretty special and weird this week. This entire episode is a piece of fanfiction I wrote when I was in high school starring He-Man and She-Ra. I'll explain all of that in the live portion, but strap in, guys. This is gonna get silly. Uh, before we get to the show, I just want to make sure to again thank our sponsors for this episode, Cards Against Humanity, as well as the Chicago Podcast Co-op that gets us these rad sponsors. Uh, there are lots of cool podcasts on the co-op, and you can help them all, including ours, by rating and reviewing them on iTunes. It only takes a second, and it means a lot to all of us. Uh, also, real quick, our next live show is Sunday, March 20th at Beguile Brewing in Ravenswood. And we're super stoked to have special guests from International Tom Hanks Day on board. Uh, so don't miss that. It's going to be way, way fun. Uh, you can find more info on that on our website and Facebook page. But now, let's get to Grayskull! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Act Two. So this is where you're going to hear a, a script that I wrote when I was 14 and 15 years old. Yes! Yes! Um, so let me say, I'm going to pre uh, preamble this for a second. Uh, one of my favorite things about being in the Nerd Logs is I get to do shit that I never thought I would actually get to do. Uh, like a couple years ago, me and Dwight got to open for uh, Improvised Star Trek on the 50th pre-anniversary of First Contact. That was weirdly a dream come true for me. Uh, tonight, Tonight is going to be a second one of those. So... When I was but a lonely high school student living in a, a town where I didn't know a lot of kids because I had just moved. Uh, it's really weird to move and then go right into high school. It's kind of like get, getting hit with two things at once. Uh, I kind of held on very tightly to the things that I loved in my even younger days. And one of those things was He-Man and She-Ra. Uh, and when I was 14, 15, I decided... I was going to write a script that would bring these shows back to television. I had the power.
1: Well, guys,
0: unfortunately, I didn't. But, but something really magical happened last year, and I wish I had brought the visual. Um, finally, I don't know why it took till last year, but after 22 years, the official He-Man and the Masters Universe soundtrack was released. Now, I'm, I'm a musical person by nature, and like for me, watching those shows, like the soundtrack was such an integral part of it. When I saw that it came out, I'm like, I can finally score my script.
1: We can, <laughs> we can do this live.
0: And so that's what we're going to do. I want to say one fun thing about the music that you're going to hear, which is by uh, two gentlemen, one of whom has recently been in the news. One gentleman is Shuki Levy. The other person is Haim Saban. So that's really interesting, because Haim Saban recently, uh, you might know him as the gentleman who is, uh, he has the controlling stake in Telemundo, which just bought the Onion, which is the source of all those, oh, the Onion is pro-Hillary now, because Haim Saban is the largest single cash donor to the Clintons. Once upon a time, he wrote songs for cartoons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Haim
0: Saban, everybody. So, can I please get to the stage, the Nerdalogs? <laughs> Uh, so just a little background on the script. This is called Guardians of Grey Uh, so, what you need to know, basically, He-Man is Prince of Eternia, his sister She-Ra, Princess of Eternia, but she lives on Etheria, which is a world controlled by the Evil Horde. Um, the Horde is kinda like the Empire, and they've kept Etheria under, uh, under their thumb for like, I don't know, 20 years. They also stole Adora from her parents when she was a baby and raised her to be one of their commandos. That's backstory that's not covered here. But it's really fucking sad. And like, actually kind of a really potent... uh in- Like, I actually think she is a great character, and that's that's really fucked up. So she kind of spends her whole life either as a slave for the Horde or then fighting them, and she never gets to go home. And so that's kind of the background where where uh, 14-year-old Eric was coming from. And uh, with that all said, let me kick this shit on. Because like I said, we have a soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, we're going to open. Let's set the mood. There we go. <laughs> Interior, hordax throne room. In the background, the sounds of battle can be heard. Various soldiers yell, rallying cries, or scream in pain. However, these sounds are heard through a wall of fire which surrounds the conflict at hand. she stands, sword raised against a wounded Hordak, who coddles a bleeding wound at his side with both hands. Hordak's once-glorious throne room has been completely scorched, leaving only a charred field on which the battle takes place.
2: Look around you, Hordak. You're bleeding. Your men are dying. At this minute, He-Man and the Rebellion are rounding up whatever remains of your troops. Face it. You lost. Hordak looks up at She-Ra, grinning.
3: You misinterpret the situation, (laughs) She-Ra. When I die, the Horde will still live on. On a million planets in a thousand different galaxies. You can't free them all, Rebel. One worthless planet makes no difference in the grand scheme of things.
2: One planet makes all the difference, Hordak. It was one person who started the Horde, and one day, it will be
3: one person who ends it. Maybe so, but not this day. But even though I have lost, I have one consolation. I get the pleasure of watching you die. Hordak removes his hand
0: from his side. Blood comes forth from a large cut wound, but he disregards it, reaching for something under his throne. He withdraws a silver spear and touches a button on its top. Kordak begins to laugh maniacally, yeah. while yeah. She-Ra stays yeah. on in shock. Yeah. For a moment, there is a deathly pause. And then suddenly, swift wind! she horse swoops down from the sky. Jump, She-Ra! <laughs> <laughs>
1: she her sword and leaps high into the air
0: grabbing onto her horse and crawling on top of its saddle. Hordak, finally realizing what has transpired, screams. No! Hordak scream is cut short as the bomb explodes, fully destroying Hordak's throne room. She-Ra looks on, a small bit of sadness in her eyes. Swift Wind lands several hundred meters away, and She-Ra dismounts. Is there something wrong, She-Ra?
1: <laughs>
2: no, it's just, somewhere in Hordak, there was was a person worth saving.
4: He devoted his life to evil, She-Ra. You can't forget that. she
2: turns around
0: to see her brother He-Man
2: standing behind her. Brother! How did your part of the mission go?
4: Pretty well, sis. A few <laughs> injured here and there, but all in all, not bad.
2: Amazing, isn't it? It's over, Adam. It's over. The impossible fight. The hopeless cause. And we won. The Horde's gone. Etheria's free. Entirely Free!
4: It was a hard fight, but not hopeless. All the trials we've gone through are a worthwhile exchange for this world's freedom.
2: Of course. In my heart, there was never any doubt we'd win. But now I don't quite know what to do with my life.
4: You've got all the time to figure it out. And until then, we have a party to go to.
0: <laughs> right
4: now. A great feast is being held to celebrate the Rebellion's triumph. I should
0: note, I did have to make some cuts for time. This was originally two parts. So some of the things I'm reading as directions are added by 31-year-old me. Some of our Rebellion friends from the She-Ra show celebrate, but he managed Shira She-Ra stand in the corner, not participating in the festivities.
2: Let's go.
4: Don't you want to say goodbye?
2: Not really.
4: What about Adora?
2: I want this to be a clean break, Adam. I even left spirit to roam free. What do you mean,
4: clean break, sis?
2: My job is done, Adam. The horde is gone. There's nothing left for me to do. I've been thinking about what I want. For the first time in my life, I want to be home. I want to be with my family.
4: I understand. Shall we call the sorceress then? She ran and looks into the jewel in her sword.
2: Sorceress, we are ready. Please open the gate to Eternia.
4: The image of the sorceress
0: appears in the jewel.
5: You're coming home already? Don't you wish to stay a little
0: longer?
2: No, sorceress. I want to be home. I understand.
0: Prepare yourselves. A portal appears in front of He-Man and she The siblings take one last look on the party and enter, leaving Etheria to its destiny. Castle Grayskull, chamber of portals. A large expansive room with many wooden doors. The sorceress stands near one, awaiting it to open... In a moment it does, and He-Man and She-Ra walk through. The sorceress welcomes her visitors with open arms, a wide smile on her face.
5: I am so delighted to hear of your victory, my friends.
4: He-Man and She-Ra embrace the sorceress. And we're just as delighted to have it. Of course, the real victory is Adora's. She's the one who's been with the Rebellion this whole time. I just assisted.
2: Thank you, brother. But believe me, your help was essential. Was Skeletor among the Horde captured?
4: He was though I can't understand why.
5: You needn't worry about it any longer. Your missions have been accomplished. You have rid your worlds from the grip of evil.
4: So that's it? There's no more need for us?
5: You are correct. The powers of He-Man and She-Ra were created to defend our lands from darkness. Now a great light has been thrown down upon the darkness, and your powers are needed no longer. Nor are mine. What are you saying? Hold your swords above your heads, both of you. E-Man and She-Ra do as told. Now, Adam, call out. By the power of Grey Skull, let the power
4: return. By the power of Grey Skull, let the power return! She calls the e Man and transforms him back into
0: Prince Adam. She-Ra takes the cue.
2: For the honor of Grayskull, Skull, let the power return!
0: The same thing that happened to He-Man now happens to She-Ra, and she becomes Princess Adora.
4: I feel different. <laughs> Almost empty.
5: In time, you will grow accustomed to it. I'm afraid those are not the only changes, however. Because the powers of Skull are no longer needed, I'm no longer needed as well. Long have I expended my powers and those of the castle as well. Now I require rest. I must go into a hibernation. For how long... I cannot say. All I will tell you is that I shall reawaken when Eternia and Etheria face a dire consequence.
4: I understand. I'll miss you, sorceress. <laughs> Me
6: too.
5: And I, both of you, but I have no choice. I will, however, grant you this. You may return to Grey Skull whenever you wish and reminisce. You may even return to Etheria.
0: Adam and Adora nod and understanding.
5: I need but one more thing the swords themselves. Adam and
0: Dora carefully regard the swords in their hands, and memories flash through their minds of all the times they had used them. Adora is the first to concede hers.
6: Thank you for the power to free my people, sorceress!
4: Adam presents the sorceress with his sword as well. Most of my memories involve He-Man in some way or another. It's hard to give this up, but I can't argue with my destiny.
5: I can only hope that the next to wield these swords are as kind as you both.
4: The sorceress gives her surrogate children one final hug goodbye.
5: And now, Adam and Adora, prince and princess of Eternia,
0: I bid you farewell. The sorceress holds her arms, and in a flash she is gone, leaving only Adam and Adora
4: staring at each other.
6: And so it ends! After all those years of fighting, it's finally over!
4: I wouldn't be too sure, Adora. As we've learned plenty of times before, nothing's ever final.
0: Adam begins to leave, but Adora gives one last <laughs> look to the portal to Ethereum behind her. She then follows Adam, and we are at the end of Act One. This is the title sequence. Now, here's the song for this act. <laughs> Why? Come on up here. <laughs> so I decided, instead of using Ham Saban, I decided when I was fourteen that the theme song for the show would be by the Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't know why this song spoke to me, but it did. This song is called uh, "Winds of Change." Someone else has got to be and now. I
2: <laughs> you seriously never
0: heard of Rocky Like a Hurricane?
2: I've heard of that. Okay. I didn't know who the
0: band was. All right, fair. <laughs> That's kind of like the, of the Berlin Wall falling, which is hey. kind
1: of cool. Me too. Um, <laughs> come on, come on, y'all. Anyway, the, the one was with the pincers in the tail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> a lot of their albums are named after things like that. Love It for Stings, Sting in the Tail. Oh, okay. you know, they're not that <laughs> clever. <laughs> they were just there when the wall fell that's all were you anyway (laughs) Uh, so this is me writing now because we had to light some things ten years have passed Adam and Adora are both married to spouses, Adrienne and Thomas, and Adam has twins of his own, Robert and Todd. Adam has also assumed the throne of Eternia. Neither have told their spouses their secret, but one day Adora decides she's tired of lying to her husband, Thomas. So Adam takes both families to Castle Greyskull in an attempt to slowly reveal their secret. However, when they get to the castle, a darkness permeates the air. Something doesn't seem right. There we go. Right on. So... Grayskull Sorceress's Chamber. The party enters a small room with a single candlelit lamp
4: burning. On a bed in the far corner lies the Sorceress. A mystical aura surrounds her. This is the Sorceress of Grayskull. She's the one who protects the castle from invasion. She looks like she's sweeping. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) She is. Once He-Man and She-Ra got rid of Skeletor and Hordak, the Sorceress could rest.
1: Daddy, why is she crying?
4: She's not crying, son. It's just your eyes playing tricks on you in the dark. A look of concern comes over Adora's face, and she moves closer to the sorceress. Adam!
6: Todd is right! Come
0: here! Adam moves to the sorceress, concerned he turns her over. On her underside, there's a wide cut slashed across her stomach. Sorceress!
5: What happened? (laughs) Adam, what's going on? I'm getting
1: scared. Robert begins to
0: cry and Todd soon joins him.
1: Mommy, that weighty's dying. I'm scared too,
5: Mommy. Adam, enough is enough. Tell us what's going on now.
0: Adam looks around frantically, first to the sorceress, then Adrian and the children, then Adora. I I don't know. Adam runs out of the room. Adora quickly follows after him, and soon the others do as well. (laughs) Grayskull chamber of portals. Adam rushes into the room and finds that someone has tried to open the gateway to Etheria from the other side. There are large dents in the door. No!
6: (laughs) (laughs) Adam! We need to do something, And Adora
0: notices the condition of the door.
6: (gasps) That doesn't seem to make any sense! If we're if we're if there was some danger, what if the sorceress of let us know?
4: I don't think she had that option, Adora.
6: <laughs> what do we do?
4: Hmm. The armory. We need to go to the armory. The armory, but We our swords. We need our swords.
6: Our swords? Adam, we we can't. What if the swords don't
4: work anymore? What if we don't have any oh what? If... We don't have any choice. She ra <laughs> Adora stares at Adam. I'm sorry, Adora. I just don't know what to do. Adrian, Thomas, Robert, and Todd into the room.
5: <laughs> there you are. Don't ever do that again, Adam.
0: Thomas notices the half-kicked door and runs through it. Whatever you're
1: doing, it you must deal with something behind this door. <laughs> <laughs> there's a
0: motion to pull it open. Adora throws her hand in the air.
6: Thomas! No. the warning
0: is too late for thomas has swung open the door a moment later a figure appears in the gateway it slowly materializes at first but soon it is very clear who the figure is
4: skeletor
0: skeletor stands in the doorway round staff in hand his appearance has not changed except for a crest on his belt that bears a fiery castle
3: it's about time this accursed door opened do you have any idea how long we've been trying Ah, Princess Adam, Princess Adora How nice to see you again
4: Uh, it's King Adam, Skullhead
3: Ah, so you've moved up in the world But not really King is just another meaningless title And titles, as I have learned, do not matter All that matters is power
4: So I assume you aren't master of Snake Mountain anymore? Boy, for a king, you aren't
3: that smart. Allow me to fill you in. I've been on Etheria for the past ten years. In that time, I've taken control of the entire planet, reducing its inhabitants to slaves. Now, the time is going to happen... Now, the same is going to happen to Eternia, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Skeletor begins to laugh maniacally. (laughs)
1: Adam is really
4: forward. Adam takes a challenging step forward. I'm not gonna let you, Skeletor. I'll fight and I'll fight you till I die. You fool!
3: With the power I, or we have now, even he-man could not stop me. I'll give you a day to turn your world over to us voluntarily. If at the end of that time you still have your him, rebellious nature, then your world will be taken forcefully. And I give you my personal assurance. Many will die. Goodbye.
0: the door closes behind him, leaving a stunned room. Thomas,
1: saddened,
4: turns to Adora.
1: Adam! Adora! I'm sorry, I had no idea what I was doing! <laughs>
4: it isn't your fault, Thomas. It's mine.
5: Adam, just tell us what's going on! Adam sighs
4: you what he must do. Follow me. You aren't. I have to.
0: Grey Skull Armory. Racks of rusted axes, spears, shields, and swords line the walls of this dusty room. When Adam enters with his party, he heads immediately for the farthest wall, where two swords hang on a rack all their own. Both are similar, but the one on the right has a jewel in it.
5: Those swords, they're different from the others.
4: (laughs) You have no idea by how much. Adam suddenly
0: lifts the sword without the jewel off the rack and raises it into the air.
4: By the power of grace go fade out. End that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I had a real problem with uh, like family characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that to life
1: <laughs>
0: Anyway. <laughs> Palace of Eternia conference room. Adam,
4: Duncan, Adora, Cringer, who has aged greatly, and Orko are gathered around the conference table. So, Duncan, you can see the problem. What I need is a way to
7: overcome it. How, Adam? It may not be safe to use Grayskull's power with the sorceress in her present state, and you certainly can't take Skeletor on yourself. It transformed back at Grayskull. That may be so. But the power might not hold up when stressed.
4: <laughs> so we can't use Grayskull's power now. We can ten years ago. Everyone stares at Adam.
6: Adam, <laughs> <laughs> you can't be serious.
7: I am, Adora. Adam, what you're suggesting is almost impossible. Especially when we can't use Grayskull's magic. We can't use Grayskull's magic... But
4: we have another type of magic. Adam looks to Orko.
3: Is it me? <laughs> oh gosh, Adam, I don't know if my magic is that good.
4: <laughs> Orko, it has to be. Don't you have some sort of book or something? Oh, I don't know, maybe.
1: <laughs>
4: good. Now please, go find it. It's crucial.
0: Very much against his usual character,
7: Orko adopts
4: a
1: look. <laughs> okay,
0: Adam!
7: walks out of the room Adam, I really can't recommend
4: this I appreciate your advice, old friend And I'll take it to heart But as long as I live, I will never surrender to Skeletor Adam turns to a tired cringer who lays at Adam's feet Cringer, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go solo on this
1: Oh, Adam, I'll miss you <laughs>
4: And I you
6: What about Adrian! Are you gonna go say goodbye to her?
4: I'd like to, but I
7: can't. <laughs>
6: Yikes. <laughs> Just kidding.
7: Adam, I feel obligated to tell you, if you come back from the past, your world might be completely different from this one. You may have never met Adrienne, or have children. Your friends and family may be dead. We don't know that, Duncan!
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> now please, while I'm
4: gone, be responsible with Attorney's kingship.
0: An uncomfortable silence fills the room. Duncan looks at Adora wearily while Adora looks at Adam.
4: Adam? Uh... What about me? Adam fumbles with his answer. I guess I just assumed.
6: What, Adam, that I would come with you? Adam makes
4: no reply and the his sister's
8: gaze.
6: No, Adam, I'm staying here. Regardless of when you your fight ended, mine ended ten years ago. I'm done with mythical, mythical swords and magical powers. i want going to live my own life with Tom. You know, Adam, I've grown up, and maybe you should, too.
0: While Duncan and Cringer stare in awe at Adora's boldness, she walks out of the room. Adam has no idea what to say or do. Duncan moves to Adam, attempting to comfort him.
7: Adam (laughs) I'm sure she didn't mean that Yes, she did Adam
0: too leaves (laughs) Palace, hallway Adam runs after Adora and yells down the hallway at her
4: Adora, wait Adora turns to
0: Adam and slows her pace Eventually she stops and
4: waits for Adam to catch up with her
6: I'm sorry, Adam, but
4: No, I'm sorry I should have consulted you first
6: Still, I was awfully harsh I didn't mean what I said It's
4: okay, Adora I know you meant some of it, and some of it was deserved. Asking you to give up your life is a lot. Even I'm having second thoughts. But protecting Eternia is my destiny. I don't have a choice. Of course you do, and I won't tell you what to decide. I do have one request, though. Name it. Before I go back, I want to go to the Etheria, I want to go to Etheria and try to learn what happened. I'd like very much for you to accompany me to see what we're up against.
6: I don't know, Adam. We don't have any way to protect ourselves, Should we have to fight.
4: I'll worry about that. I just want you to see firsthand the danger that the whole planet is about to face.
6: All right, I suppose. But I'm only going to Etheria now. I still don't want to travel back.
4: I understand, Athora. Now I need to make some plans. Adora nods.
6: As do I. <laughs>
0: And that's the end of Act Three. There's four acts in this one, guys, because it was two episodes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> two and the Dora travel. Into- oh yeah, you always open with a two-part pilot nowadays, bro. <laughs> and the <laughs> <and> Dora travel <laughs> to Etheeria. The latter reluctantly. They make their way to a castle once known as White Wall, but now called Sticks, guys. My uh, my symbolism very very subtle. <laughs> and even they encounter have the life taken out of them. They act as slaves to the grotesque demon-like creatures who seem to have taken over the planet. And the Dora manage to infiltrate sticks and encounter their old friend Bo, now working as something of a human overseer in the castle. The twins manage to get a small sense of what's happened to Etheria, but are soon captured by the castle's horrible inhabitants. Sticks' throne room, a fiery chamber. Animadora and Bo's bodies are propped up by wooden torture tables like in medieval earth castles. That was old me writing this. Six demon guards are posted around them, two for each. In the throne sits a demon unlike any other, with wings twice as large, horns twice as long, and scowl twice as evil. He shall be referred to as king. Next to him stands the previous demon we met in the part that I cut. The three humans are awake and staring dazily at the king. Hmm,
8: very interesting Since we own almost every single human on the planet It would be a fair assumption that these two are not of this world, would it not? It would (laughs) You thought you could fool us humans I know well where you are from Eternia.
0: Adam, Adora, and Bo exchange nervous glances. The king points
8: to Adam. You, I know who you are. You are Prince Adam. King. <laughs> it does not matter. Did you think that you could save your bit of a little planet, human? Maybe.
6: <laughs> well, you are mistaken.
8: Your planet. Like your species is nearly worthless and e- easily taken
1: <laughs>
8: Do what you will
4: But my people will not fall easily
8: Oh, we heard the same from the citizens of this useless planet And they were no challenge at all Adam has no reply
6: You're nothing but cowards Why don't you release us and give us a chance to fight?
8: It would make no difference whether I did or not
6: then do it!
8: The king considers. Since you cannot win, I agree. The king,
1: <laughs>
0: the king motions to the six demons and they release their prisoners.
4: Are you to fight
8: us? I could, but it would not serve me to expend my energy on insects. For I have important matters to tend to tomorrow.
6: Huh? You're the second string.
8: <laughs> it is not for me to decide my importance within our race. My master does. I, however, have enough authority to decide what humans live and die. And you, my friends, <laughs> die.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: The stone floor begins to rise and fall as if respirating. Several sections rise from the ground, and a three-dimensional shape starts to be formed. The whole scene is very surrealistic. Shortly, the very floor has given birth to a man-bull creature. The creature has two legs, yet the torso-slash-head-slash-arms, Who's of a bull,
6: and <laughs> the everything and
0: charges Adora. She leaps out of the way quickly, and again her horde training comes back to her. nods. He helps Bo along to a corner of the room. Stay here. It's safer. Bo tries to say something, but cannot. Adam lays him down and returns to the fray. Adora has done a good job of keeping the beast on its feet, but will not be able to keep it up, for
4: already she shows signs of tiring. Care to switch?
6: You up for it?
4: Well, I'm gonna hope.
6: <laughs> <laughs> He's down the monster's
0: direct path,
4: and Adam into it. Adam draws his sword. Come on, big boy.
0: <laughs> the beast grunts again and charges. While Adora runs to Bow, Adam continues to parry the beast and make quick thrusts.
4: <laughs> this isn't so hard. Adam brings the sword down
0: on the back of the beast, and a cut is made. The beast reels in pain.
8: The king observes the proceedings with a frown. Enough, beast. <laughs> These two are well trained. Go for the weak one first! The beast grunts in acknowledgement and quickly changes directions, charging towards Bo.
4: Adora, look out!
0: Adora looks up to see the beast growing nearer. However, it moves extremely fast and Adora has no time to react. The beast stops before Bo and gives him a kick to the midsection with his hoop Bo screams! Yeah. Adam catches up to the beast and diverts his attention once more, while Adora continues to tend to Bo. However... Bo can now barely move. His face is streaked with tears and blood. He tries to grasp Adora's hand. Bo, coughs and his whole body convulses. Feebly, he reaches for Adora's hand and gets it. Now tears start to streak down Adora's face. She clasps Bo's hands with both of hers. The life fades out of him, and his eyes close. Uh, he enters eternal sleep. Adora, unable to grasp what has happened, breaks down... She begins to sob uncontrollably Adora looks over to see Adam fighting the beast again Although his sword technique is still excellent He too is beginning to weaken Adora buries her head in both chest A shout comes from her right She looks up Adam has fallen and the beast stands over him For that. As the king laughs and the beast prepares to deliver a fatal kick Desperation comes over Adora's face
6: No! No! I have to help!
0: She comes to a decision
6: There's only one chance now Please let this work.
0: Slowly, dignified, Adora reaches back into her red jumpsuit and draws out the Sword of Protection. She stares into it and her face is reflected in the jewel. She then raises it into the air over her head.
6: Here goes nothing! Adora
0: takes her classic pose and shouts,
6: For the honor of Greyskull! A
0: surge of power engulfs her and transforms her from head to cell into She-Ra, Princess of Power!
6: I am She-Ra! Adam, the king, and the
0: beast look over to She-Ra in amazement. Adam's eyes grow wide
2: It works, it
0: works The king gasps, the other demons run from the room
8: No, impossible, both beasts attack her The
0: beast charges She-Ra, but she leaps into the air and lands on his head, bringing him down to the ground
2: Not today, monster
0: The beast is absorbed back into the earth, which bore it
8: This cannot be... The
0: king brings his hands together and fires off several bolts of lightning at Shira, who deflects them all with her sword. One bolt swings back and hits the king square in the gut. Lightning courses through his body, and he
8: screams. (sighs) You are quite skilled, woman. My master would be interested in beating you.
2: Then tell him he will, but only in my time. And then your reign will be over.
8: Oh, we shall see, woman... We shall see. The
2: king raises his hands into the
0: air and disappears in a flash of light, leaving Adam, She-Ra, and his still Bo. Adam removes him, slowly removes himself from the ground and walks over to She-Ra.
4: Adora, you saved me.
0: Thank you.
2: I saved you?
0: But what about Bo? She-Ra walks over to her fallen compatriot. She kneels down beside him and lays her hands across his side.
2: For the honor of Grey Skull, let your wounds... Be healed! She-Ra's hands
0: begin to glow, but nothing happens to Bo.
2: Heal!
0: Adam looks at She-Ra with pity. Adora,
2: it's too late. I know, but I had to try. she gets up. <laughs> so, where do we go from here? Well, let's take a look
4: at what we know. Uh, what we know. For one, Grayskull's powers still work. We just don't know how well, and for how long. That means that fighting right here and right now is still out. Shira nods. That means that all we can do is go back to Eternia and find
2: Orko. That may not be extremely easy. Remember, the demon army is marching to Eternia as we speak. The portal is not exactly easy access. We do have your sword. That's true. But it still leads to the same place. We may have to fight some more.
4: Adam, uh, size. <sighs> Unnecessary evil, I suppose. It's settled, then? One thing. The way you're talking... Does it mean... she nods again.
2: It does. I don't have a choice anymore. I have to question, too. Since we're about to engage some more of the demons in combat, are you... S- and you've seen their ability... Don't you think it would be prudent to?
0: Adam smiles again, this time much more widely.
4: Why, I do believe you're right. Adam raises his sword in the air and takes the classic stance. By the power of <laughs>
0: Grayskull! A bolt of power engulfs Adam, and he transforms into He-Man.
1: I have the power!
4: Much better. Fire it up, sis. Will
2: do, brother. she looks into the jewel in her sword. I command thee, portal to Skull, open. In the empty space in front of the siblings, a circular gateway
4: appears. It's now or never.
2: Then let's make it now. He-Man and she join together
1: through the
0: portal. Skull, chamber of portal. He-Man and She-Ra come through the door and push through courts of demons. They come out into the open and find Skeletor supervising the march.
3: Skeletor. <laughs> surprised at seeing his old rival. After. You? I had a feeling you would show up.
4: Well, far be it for us to disappoint. Our group of
3: demons has to surround
0: the
4: siblings. Skeletor calls them
3: off. Stand back! These two are mine! <laughs> you didn't beat us before, do you think you can beat us now? Ha! Not only have I had ten years to perfect my magic, but the powers of Grey Skull are weak! Your magic cannot hold out against mine. Not forever.
4: He has a point. Maybe we should go. Well,
3: at least we have to try. Skeletor draws a long sword from his cloak. I've rearmed myself, He-Man. I now have powers equal to those of Grayskull.
4: We'll see. He-Man and She-Ra draw their swords
0: and take defensive positions around Skeletor. Skeletor points his sword at He-Man, and a bolt of lightning flies forth. He-Man rolls under it, and it blows a chunk out of the wall.
1: <laughs>
3: Top that! <laughs>
2: You know those ten years haven't improved your looks much. She-Ra leaps
0: towards Skeletor and, slaps
3: and sword,
2: but
0: Skeletor parries and swings his fist to Shira's side. Shira grunts and falls. You
3: see, your powers are weak.
0: Shira struggles to her feet using her sword as a cane.
3: He-Man comes to her side. If the sorceress were here, but she isn't, and you know why? Because of another old friend of yours. What? Who? E-Man
4: pulls on she arm. Come on, sis. We've got to go.
3: Wait. Skeletor, tell me who. Oh, you'll find out sooner or later. It depends on when you give up. Then it won't happen. Think not? We shall see. <laughs>
4: you know, you were the second person to say that to us today, and it's getting just a bit old.
0: Summoning his strength, <laughs> e yeah, uses an old tactic and pounds the floor with both fists. The resulting waves proceed to knock over all who are watching. The siblings take this opportunity to flee.
3: No! Go after them, you fools! You have wings! <laughs>
0: orders do not concern these human Skeletor.
3: When I'm here, I give the orders. Now get up!
0: Palace Attorney throne room. Duncan, Orko, Adrian, Robert, Todd, Thomas, and a number of guards populate the room.
7: He-Man and She-Ra come crawling through the back window. King Duncan, how are things?
1: <laughs>
7: not well, I'm afraid. Our soldiers are not as strong as these demons. How are things on Etheria? Horrible. Duncan sighs and stubbornly shakes his head. This is most unfortunate. There is still hope. Orco, did you do as I asked?
3: Well, I know the spell, but uh, there's a small problem.
4: Which is?
3: But it isn't completely exact. There's an error margin of one year, both ways.
4: In other words... We may have to bring down the Horde again.
2: Or we may be too late to do anything.
4: Yet more necessary evils. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Well, There
3: is a second thing. You know about it, but I thought you might want to reconsider. Everything you gained over the past ten years... They don't exist once you go back!
0: Everyone looks at He-Man
4: questioningly.
2: I already made up my mind. It's your choice, Adam. He-Man considers
4: for a long moment. I understand. I accept my destiny. Duncan gives He-Man and She-Ra a final hug.
7: The sorceress would be proud of you. Orko waves his
0: arms in the air.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Portal! Boundaries of time and space To transport these two To events past of our race
6: A yellow gateway
0: Similar to Gracevel's portal Appears before He-Man and Shira. Slowly, somberly, the two enter and
7: disappear Into the great beyond
1: oh, Now that they're gone What happens to all of us?
7: The answer, Orko, is We die
1: as the scene fades
0: out, <laughs> we see three
7: demons have broken through the door.
1: This is bullshit! This is to die?
0: I think we learned something today. I think we learned about the transformative power of fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> We learned that as a 14-year-old, I had no grasp of so really any kind of human relationship. <laughs> but I will say this, and I was talking to Jando about this after we did a read-through. I do feel like there really is something in this idea that Adora wouldn't want to fight, and Adam would, because Adam's kind of this, like, poster child for uh, privilege. Like, he grew up a prince, this rich kid, and being He-Man was cool and fun, but Adora never even had a childhood, and for her, it was an obligation I don't know, I think if I, if someone... I don't know, I don't know why, but someone's like, hey nerdlogs, bring He-Man and Shiro back. I would still take that as my jumping off point. Now, I'll tell you where I was going with this. I had just read Edith Hamilton's mythology. Yeah. <laughs> and so what was happening was that all those demons were demons from like the Greek myths. And they were taking over the Pluria, and Skeletor and Shadow Weaver had aligned with them. So you missed all the fun subplots that I had to cut out for time, but that's where this was going, guys. It was demons from Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> So we have one thing left to do here and I have to ask has anyone seen The Secret of the Sword movie? No one has. Oh well then uh, this will oh, play
3: this is the right crowd. This will play better
0: on the podcast. So, so this is a song
3: <laughs> this
0: is a song from the m- movie that introduced she to the world. It uh, is sung by the daughter of the show's producer to save money. Uh. It is called I Have the Power. It is a minute and a half long and it is sung ostensibly by Iman and Shira. <laughs> One,
1: two,
0: three, four. Your Stories is a proud part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you enjoy Your Stories, you might also like Open-Ended. Hosts Cher Vincent and James T. Green take a weekly dive into topics like tech news and code, code switching, and gender. All wrapped in the comfort of listening to two best friends disagree. For more on Open-Ended, go to openended.fm. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com.
7: Thank y'all, thank y'all. I am grabbot23548x.